You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Greetings, niggas. Happy Easter. He has, he or the, has arisen. Wagwan and all that good shit. Um, welcome to the Ratchet Rambling set slash Ratchet Reloaded crossover episode. Uh, happy Easter. I am one of your hosts. I'm Jeremy. Uh, I ain't got no goddamn AKAs. Arisen, niggas. That's my AKA. And <laughs> I'm joined by my friend and my co-host. What's up, everybody? It's Candice, not so new at PC on all social media. Um, on the third day, we got Ratchet. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna always bring you the mess. We have risen from the Ratchet pits of hell. Ghetto. Uh, <laughs> we we uh we die we die on the Ratchet cross for y'all's Ratchet sins and watch these Ratchet ass shows. Week in, week out, blood in, blood out. And I want to say something while we hear Jeremy. I think um, next time we do Reloaded, which you can get on our Patreon at the Red Noise level for $5 a month and you get a host of other shows, we need to add that Bad Boys LA shit to our lineup because it got the, uh, the one nigga from Louisiana who hopped out the car and went viral. And it seems to be a really good person. Andrew Caldwell is on there. It just seems like Ain't a Milan Christopher on there too. Huh? And Milan Christopher on there? Yes. It just seems like a ratchet. Ain't, ain't, ain't Safari on there too? I don't know. I haven't watched it. I, I wanted to say I wanted to check in with you and see if, if it was something we could step into before, you know, wasting my time. Uh, I mean, I'm with it. Uh, one of my because it uh, seemed like that Jocelyn shit got so it's so damn deep for whatever ballistic did that the, the reunion ain't aired yet. Yeah, it's, I was just telling me yeah, a lot yeah. that I need to know. Yeah, because I was just about to say, uh, one reason we one reason we decided to combine uh Ratchet Ramblers and Reloaded today is because they hadn't done the uh, cabaret reunion, which lets me know that whatever the fuck Ballista did, he did that shit. So they got some whatever legal shit to work he out. Did, he did it. Yeah. Whatever whatever he did, he did that shit. Yeah, whatever they say he did, he did it. Because mm. normally, there will be like a week break between the season finale and the reunion starting. Yeah. For Jocelyn's um, and even some other shows. Yeah, they um, usually do a break. But no, it's, it's been, been about, like it's been like three or four weeks now. Yeah. And ironically, it hasn't aired on the heels of all of those women coming forward and saying that Ballistic put his hands on Amber. And mm. what I do also want to say is we need to have a come to Jesus moment about um Jocelyn and Ballistic. And not just that Jocelyn is problematic, but Jocelyn is the contributing factor. She's the common a demesinator in this in that every single season of Jocelyn's Cabaret there has been problems between her and the girls in all of the seasons she was she was fighting the girls in Miami she was fighting with the girls in Atlanta now she's fighting with the girls in Vegas Jocelyn is the issue here yeah, well, I mean, I, I have said it since we even started watching that show, and it's, it's been a thing. Ballistic is her pimp, and she is trying to be the yes, girl's pimp. Yes, you have <laughs> maintained that Ballistic is Jocelyn's pimp turned husband, 
Mm-hmm. And and still pimp, honestly. <laughs> and they keep a lot of shit going. Well, now I I don't know. I would say ballistics give Jocelyn more good music than Jocelyn give ballistic more than any anything else. Like Jocelyn can't rap worth a fuck, but she's turning out bops because ballistic is giving her beats. But he still was her pimp at some point, mm-hmm. and she treats those girls. The way that he treats her more than likely when those cameras aren't rolling. Yep. We saw a glimpse of that on boot camp, remember? When she was kissing yep. that nigga feet. Because <laughs> she flirted with other niggas. Yep. And so, like, Jocelyn and Ballistic are the problem. Every single season of this show, Jocelyn has gotten into it with these girls. In some form or fashion. You know what also I think it is? Is that... Because, I mean, this is also Jocelyn. I mean, we've seen her from, like fucking love and hip-hop Atlanta to, you know, her cameos in Miami to now. So Jocelyn is who she always is, but I think yeah. the problem with that was that uh, except for a few, except for a few, like Jessica Dine, Jocelyn was bullying girls that won't fight her back, back then. These motherfuckers will beat her ass. <laughs> that's, the, that's the difference. Absolutely. These girls is coming straight out the strip club. They want the smoke. They welcome the smoke. And like you said, friend, they're not afraid of Jocelyn. Yeah, because like when Atlanta, like who? Because other because it was like what dime Tommy. And I think that's it who put hands on Jocelyn or wanted or tried to put hands on Jocelyn. And Tommy would and Tommy would would have whooped Jocelyn's ass if we being oh, yeah. honest. Oh yeah, absolutely. Tommy crazy. Tommy crazy as fuck, but she would have absolutely beat the shit out of Jocelyn. And not to be funny, but if we really look at it, Jocelyn can't fight. Like you said, she only bully on girls she think won't fight her back. Mm. But when she, when it's a girl that'll fight her back, Miss Mamas is yelling for security nonstop. Like um, uh, like on last season of the Cabaret with uh Miss Natural, Miss Natural finna go crazy on her. <laughs> she turned into a white woman real quick. Sakira like, that, Sakira like, that. <laughs> get out of my fucking house, security! Get out of my house. Now, Jocelyn, since when you turned into a white woman? Because you were ready to throw hands on the mother girl. From, what, from, the, what the other girl? From, name from Shanelica Bentacourt to Karen, call the cops. Because <laughs> <laughs> what was the one girl? Uh, yummy, wasn't that the crazy one? The one that, yeah, because uh, yeah, she was ready to beat the shit out of Yummy, but then Natural, Miss she, Miss Natural, uh, got mad at Jocelyn rightfully so, and then Jocelyn was like, "Security!" Like, ma'am, ma'am. Exactly. Um, with that said, though, speaking of marriage boot camp, it okay. I feel like we see some of the couples doing the work, which is surprising to me. Like. Seeing A1 and seeing Rich Dollars be, and um, K. Michelle's boyfriend be fully accountable, it was very surprising to me because I felt like everybody, every couple was here for a check. Now, my biggest issue is Lyrica. I don't think A1 and Lyrica should be here based on Lyrica. You are not, you want to be with this man, but you're not in a place where you are truly forgiving. You're pretending like you forgave. And every day you wake up with the intention to beat this man down. 
And that's not how this works. That's why you have two options when you find out somebody cheats on you. Y'all stay together. Y'all do the work. Or y'all break up. If you say that A1 has cheated on you repeatedly, why are you here? And I'm tired of seeing y'all use shit like, well, we got a kid together. We have a family. Kids don't need to see that. Your kid will thrive better if y'all get a divorce and call it a day if you're truly not ready to forgive and rebuild and, and start the process. That's how you turn into Mel and Martel. Which, oh, I can't wait till we get there. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of like you're not doing the work in any capacity, Lyrica. You want to be a victim, but you're not a victim. And uh, haven't we said this before, friend, that the reason why you shouldn't cheat is because once you cheat, it overshadows all of the valid issues you had with your partner. Yep. A1 has some valid issues with Lyrica. A lack of intimacy is a very big issue in a relationship, let alone, especially a fucking marriage. Yeah. That's a huge deal. But you cheated. And so now she gets to act like she did everything right in the relationship and you did everything wrong. That's also another thing, because it's like, Lyrica, you do realize we watched both of y'all for several years on our TV screen, and both of y'all some bozos for different reasons, right? And, and we watched you cheat as well. Also that, yeah. We watched you cheat as well. You got caught out there, too. And that's the thing. In my opinion, in my honest opinion, it don't matter who cheated first, second, or third. Y'all are cheating, which yeah. means there's a disconnect in the relationship. Y'all both being some bozos. Y'all both are being dumb. So I'm just trying to understand why you're on this show if you don't. Because if we, and I, it pains me to say this because I think A1 is a fucking hooligan. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, when the last time you heard somebody I don't even know. That's how, that's how strongly I feel about the situation. I just called this man a hooligan. Call that nigga a hooligan. I think A1 is a fucking hooligan. Okay? That's hilarious. But it seems to me he's having more breakthroughs. He even acknowledged that the reason he cheats is due to his own shortcomings. Not you, but him. He's the problem. He has some shit to fix and work on with himself. He said that. He also acknowledged with the situation with Kay Michelle, how he understands why it made you feel uncomfortable with his history of cheating to go off and talk to her privately, which I, I, I absolutely don't agree with A1 on that because Kay Michelle don't want that man. Never has, never will. Right. But they were friends. Like they were friends. They stopped being so close because you and uh, K. Michelle fell out. Yes. But K. But K. Michelle and A. One have worked together, made music together, and had a friendship. We saw that on Love and Hip Hop. And he disconnected from her once you and K. Michelle had an issue. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're ready to be here. I don't even think you want to be in the marriage. And I think you need to go ahead and file for divorce and let that man go and figure his shit out. And you figure yours out. Cause at this point, you, in, in my opinion, you are vindictively holding him in this marriage 
and putting keeping him in a space where you don't want to forgive him, you don't want to be without him, you don't want him to cheat, you don't want to fuck him. Like you're you're being mentally manipulative and abusive. I'm just dumb as hell. Yeah, and wasting your time. Um, it to, I was glad to see A1 um and and K Michelle win the little dance competition. I just want to know how y'all had to have watched the show before. And y'all have to know that they do this one exercise in every season. Why are y'all still being squeamish about this shit? Don't nobody in this house want the other person's spouse. Also. Ain't no ain't add. no Beyonce's in this motherfucking house. Also, if I may add, most of y'all are fucking 40. Y'all are too goddamn old to be at this childish over the exercise that, like you said, lit, they do literally every season. Y'all are fucking 40. Most of y'all. I just want to tell Mariah Lee, you do not have to be jealous over rich dollars. <laughs> Ain't that sad? Ain't that sad to be jealous over rich? Ain't that sad? That's 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 terrible. You down bad, girl. You down Don't horrific. Nobody in that house want rich dollars. That man look like a sponge. A wet one. He looked like a scrub daddy. Yeah, scrub. Potential show title. Oh, um, you jealous over a scrub, baby. That's bad. You down bad, girl. Mm. Yeah, like I, Mariah yeah. Thin Skin. Huh? Talking about I'm that bitch. I'm, well, if you know you that bitch, why are you insecure? <laughs> That's a word. Also, <laughs> Mariah Lynn, beloved, you probably never gonna hear this. Uh, and if you don't, that's fine. But also, if you do, that's fine because you are nobody that you know gonna whoop my ass for saying this. Um, and that's real. It, period. Uh, and that's on little Easter. Um, you have been telling us you that bitch for about ten got for about a decade now, and you have nothing to show for it. I'm silent because it's true. Like you have been telling us you are that girl, and you are. Arguably, you have been quite literally the opposite of that girl for a decade now. Yeah, you have not been that girl. You have been that bored. That's what you've been. I wonder if they gonna ever get to the real reason that Rich won't take Mariah Lynn serious, and it's because she fucks Cisco. Mm. Mm. Which, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, Mariah, you have a very because Rich look like a sponge, Cisco look like a honey bun. You gotta, you have a picture for fucking niggas that are shaped like skin niggas that look like belly buttons. Yes, <laughs> Rich look like an any. <laughs> Rich look like an any belly button, and Cisco look like an Audi. <laughs> you you have very. Peculiar taste in men. That's all I'm saying. And that's putting it nicely. You have yeah. awful taste in choosing niggas. Mm -mm. Mm. Like, yeah. at least if you're going to look the fuck stupid for a nigga, make, at least look stupid for a fine nigga. You all. Mm. You are going out sad over, over scrubs. Mm. Literally and figuratively. Mm. Oh, well, well, prayers down. Yeah, to everybody.
Um, I still don't understand Gangsta Boo and this white man. <laughs> the fact that we just say this white man, <laughs> we don't even say that motherfucker name. Just this white man. <laughs> Them crackers. And you know what? I I want to commend K. Michelle for not popping off on Lyrica. Because when they was tethered, all the couples was tethered together with their dance partner. Lyrica was following A1 and K. Michelle room to fucking room being weird. Mm-hmm. And K. Michelle did not react poorly. She just kind of was like, okay, girl, come on in if you coming. We give K. Michelle hell, but the K. Michelle we see so far is going a mile to not only work on her relationship, but have good relationships with the people in the house. And her and Lyrica have a very sordid history. So the fact that she is like, you know, not not being nasty, not trying to cause no shit. I commend her for that because we know how K. Michelle could get. She she can let it loose. Mm-hmm. So shout out to you for that, K. Michelle. We're going to give you your, your rose petal. Well, it's Easter. We're going to give you one petal off the Easter lily. Yeah. We'll give you a petal and an egg. That's about it. And if and you re- fuck it up, reason- we're going to smash it on your head. I, I was about to say, the reason we give you the egg, because knowing your ass, you don't have to put it on your damn face. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are fucking awful. Um, <laughs> I mean, here I, I mean, like K. Michelle's boyfriend. He, he this is gonna be real. This is okay. Okay, I'm at the pull of Curtis. Now, what I'm about to say is terrible, but I'm here to stand up in truth and transparency. He seemed like way too nice of a human for K. Michelle ass. I am sorry. <laughs> no, you, 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 you telling the truth. You saying what we all thinking. Like this man just seems like a just a kind, level-headed human being. Why the fuck are you with K. Michelle crazy ass? <laughs> no, but seriously, tell like us. what the fuck? We want to know. Like what? What know. is it? Like because she's. Like, is she sucking dick through a straw? Like, what is happening here? Because what the hell? I don't see it. Probably. Uh, listen, she as much mouth as she got, she better be good at using for something. You better be good at doing something other than antagonizing people. Because goddamn. I'm just looking at them. I'm just like, I, you know, he just seems like a, a decent human. I would, you know, go out and have a drink with him. Yeah. And then, then you realize who he with. <laughs> I'm sure something wrong with him, but we haven't seen it yet. But as yeah, probably now, so, yeah, probably so. He seems like a decent person. I will say, it's very. I guess my one issue with him is it's very weird to get in a relationship with a woman you know wants to get married, have more kids, have the the five bedroom house, the picket fence, the dog, and all of that. And that's mm-hmm. not what you're ready for at the moment. That's fair. That's fair. But. The way he communicates is very effective. I yes. will say that he does not gaslight her. He does not say he does not say that her wants and needs are, are unrealistic. He is honest in the fact that he's not ready for that at the moment. Yeah. That's why I say I like him. I'm not saying he's right. I'm saying he communicates effectively ultimately. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. 
Um, and also the key word is at the moment. He's not saying, you know, never or girl, yeah. fuck you. No. So we're going to go on over to Marriage Boot Camp. If you are not subscribed to our Patreon, we typically cover, not Marriage Boot Camp, we love after lockup, life after lockup, love yes. during lockup. We cover all of those. All the lockups. Mama June's Road to Recovery. We cover Jocelyn's Cabaret. We cover Growing Up Hip Hop. Um, I may be willing to dabble in, in Brett Loves Judy. Um, I saw like a, a clip of the new season and I think it's going to be interesting. Um, uh, but those are the shows we cover. And then, you know, when some other shit, we cover those conversations that happen on Zeus like with Bobby Lights and so on and so forth. We cover those. So that's the kind of stuff we cover that we can't necessarily fit into our pay, into our regular feed. So we're finna go into Love After Lockup because uh, Kevin. A nigga named Kevin. And Tiffany. We said Tiffany was foul, but Tiffany was right. And Tiffany, you should have picked Curtis ass up off the ground, gotten the pickup truck, and went with him because Kevin, you on some bullshit. And this is this one of the things I say when I say it's very predatory for people to be scouting per people in prison to be with because you know that this girl doesn't have any stability. Yet you went, you picked her up, you wanted to be with her, you brought her back to your home, you bought her clothes, this, that, and the third, only to tell her you can't offer her exclusivity and monogamy. Mm. But you knew that from the jump. Mm. That's predatory. And you, you did it on the basis that she didn't have nowhere else to go, so she had put up with whatever you offer her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you might have knocked Curtis weird ass out, but you a weirdo, too. Yeah. Because one of the things that usually send people back to prison is a lack of stability in their lives. Yep. No stability, no plans, no guidance. You know, just she she's out to a bad situation, and you knew that she was out to a bad situation, and you took advantage of that bad situation. So... That makes you a bad, that in itself makes you a bad situation. That makes you weird and and predatory because you could have left her alone and she could have went about her way with Curtis. Mm -hmm. Not saying that Curtis is some great person. Never saying that, especially about no white man. But maybe his intentions were better than yours and you should have left her alone if you didn't have good intentions. Yes. And I don't like that. And I'm, and you know, I hope she find, has somewhere safe to go in and found somewhere safe to go. But I'm really glad she packed her shit up and got up out your shit. I'm really glad she de decided that regardless of her circumstances, she deserved better than somebody playing in her face so she could have a, a place to sleep at night. Yeah. I mean, she is, I mean, uh, she, that nigga was already on the, where that crack, excuse me, he was, that crack was already on the ground. She, she can lay with him here. Oh my fucking god! To fall? Okay, cool. Moving on. <laughs> oh my god! Huh. Oh my lord! Jesus of Nazareth. Well, hell, maybe they could both arisen together. Oh no! Oh shit. my god! <laughs> boy, boy, you hell. 
Y'all think I'm hell? But y'all just not... got a pure glimpse of the type of terror that Jeremy rains down on these shows. Wow. Wow. Okay, cool. Okay. Right. I'll be the bad guy. But you ain't yeah. on the ground. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, I don't. Did we record when Andy found out Harry was still cheating on her, and then uh, the girl, the girl lost her job for sleeping with with Harry while he was in the halfway house? No, that was that can't that happened a week after we recorded. But we can't talk about it, and we shall because the girl what? <laughs> what what kind of what kind of dick? I ain't never had no dick so delicious and delectable that I would jeopardize my job over it. Clearly, the sucker didn't tell you this. Now, this shit, Indy. <laughs> yeah, why Nairis ain't tell you that? <laughs> what a man came. A Nairis. Indy. The part that pissed me off was sitting up there watching you lie to your mama. Mm. Everything is not okay. And this is what happened when you make rash decisions and now you feel like you got to stand on them no matter how much they hurting you. Mm-hmm. Let that fucking ego go and tell your mom what is going on. You don't want to hear I told you so, but sometimes you sometimes when you're not listening, you're not thinking, you're running off emotion and shit fails. Sometimes you need an I told you so to, to bring you back to reality. Yeah, because, I mean, th- here's the thing. Because we said this when they first... They, we said we said exactly this, if I'm going to remember correctly. Was your mom doing a lot? Yes. Was your mom also right? Also, yes. Will you probably get an I told you so? Probably. But is it one that you need? Also, yes. A lot of things can be true at the same time. And you need the I told you so because you absolutely uprooted your whole life and your child and ran off to be with a man that you don't know. And I think that's the part because, I mean, if and I think we said this, if it was just doing if you, if it was just you that had done it, it's like, I mean, are you stupid? Yes, but you also grown. But you involved your child in this. That was the part. You involved your child in this. And he's so disrespectful that he's sitting up here texting this woman dead in your face. That's bold. That's mad bold. And then he goes see the woman and she talking about why she's still here. Mm. You stopped on her toes. Mm. You disrespected her. Yeah. And wasn't it on wasn't it Harry's sister that was like, I don't another I told you so. Well, not told you so, but another one, person sister, that tried to warn her. His, both his sisters said that Harry was not ready to be in the type of relationship that Indy wanted. Yep. Said she was moving too fast. Said it wasn't yep. a good idea. Said yep. Harry was not gonna do her right. Yep. Like when, like when his own sisters are telling you, girl, this this he a fuck nigga. Like when his own sisters are telling you that. You should listen. Yeah, it will behoove you. For sure. For sure. It should have behooved you. Now you walking around with hurt feelings that you didn't have to have. Mm-hmm. 
You didn't have to, it didn't have to be like this. You didn't want to listen. Now you, now you, uh, now you playing Heartbreak Hotel by Whitney Houston and Kelly Price and Faith Evans on re on repeat. No, no, Candace, you know the one she playing? You know the one she playing? She playing fucking, uh, she playing the Jackson 5 one. The Heartbreak Hotel, that's the one she playing. Oh, Lord. <laughs> heartbreak Hotel. Down, 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 down. That's what you playing, in it? And you, and you, let me not say you brought it on yourself. You don't deserve to be treated like that when you were good to him. Yeah. However, you did not listen. You didn't listen. And now you're paying the price for not listening. And I honestly, I would love to have some sympathy for you, but I don't. I don't. I'm going to tell you the reason I don't have sympathy for. And it's, you know, I'm repeating myself, but see, this is my reasoning. You brought your child into this. Again, yes. if you would have went by yourself, now granted, you still you she does she do, deserve would, to I would be have treated? some sympathy if if you hadn't dragged your child into this bullshit with a man you barely know. Yes, because you can remove yourself like from this. Like you made a bad decision. If it was just you, you made a bad decision, but it's a decision that you would have to live with and one that you could remove yourself, but you involved your child into this and that complicates things. And that's not that easy because you can't just up and uproot your child twice. Yeah. Like that. That's why I don't really have sympathy. Is he a fuck nigga? Yes, absolutely. But yeah. you involved your child in this. Out. He need to get stumped out. Yeah. <laughs> but you involved your child in this, Andy. Like, what are you doing? Because even because and then because if you really want to be with this man, and I think I think you said this, Candace, why not go out and visit him, leave your child with your mama, test him out, see what he's about, then make your decision. Yeah. You could have did that. Could have. But you didn't. Girl, and, you was talking. And, you was, and Maryland, whatever yeah. part of Maryland, and I think is I want to say Baltimore just based on her accent. Baltimore, not a huge drive. If you wanted to make the drive a few times every other weekend or, you know, and see what it's hitting for, that's what you could have did. But you you opted to drag your baby into this. Y'all don't have nowhere to stay. You at the mercy of his sister. You're not working. You got your car. And you living from pillar to fucking post, chasing him around. And then... The crazy part is when you confronted him, you left, you go back to his sister house, he ain't even come home that night. Mm. You want to know how fast I would have called his parole officer and had him locked back up? Mm. Baby, I would have been, I would have been the link from the uh from from the home to prison pipeline, because you would have been back in jail <laughs> fucking with me. <laughs> You would know better than to fuck around and fuck around and fuck around like that with me. You'd have been back in jail. Mm. Um, speaking of jail, I can't think of their names, but the guy who's dating his mom's former friend. That girl is a fucking weirdo. Yes. That man been in jail and you are crying talking about he going to have to decide between me and his mom. 
You out of here, bitch. That's just weird nasty work. He ain't gonna have to decide nothing. You gone. If you think a motherfucker gonna choose they mammy over you, you crazy as hell. Damn mama. And shout out to the mom for, for making sure that he stayed away because they had contracted COVID. Responsibility. We love then she got mad that he was FaceTiming his mama to check on her. And his grandma. Like, what kind of weirdo are you? A big one, friend. <laughs> a big weirdo. This is what she is. Then, but he weird too, because talking about just co-sign for me for a car. You don't even have a license. <laughs> Hi. Co-sign hey. a car for you. You don't have no license. Shout out to Maya Angelou. You don't have the license. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> to drive nobody car. I was like, that's these motherfuckers are strange. And and I, I don't know what to do. And speaking of strange, that girl who let the, the girl that's the twin that let her boyfriend talk to her twin sister any kind of way. Mm. They drive you hoes crazy. Y'all are very disrespectful. Very disrespectful. Then after she left, he talking about, oh, I realize now how much Bobby did around here. Yeah, she was taking care of that motherfucking house. Yeah, she was cooking, cleaning, doing laundry. And I know I'm petty for noticing this, but friend, in the scene after Bobby had first got kicked out, I noticed that they sleep on the air mattress. But that wasn't the thing that caught me. <laughs> <Nigga>. <laughs> that, that wasn't the thing that caught me. If you notice, the, the room is clean after Bobby first leave. The clothes are put away in the dresser drawers and everything. Everything is neat. Cut to this last episode, the room is a fucking nightmare and they sitting there trying to fold up clothes. Bobby mm. was probably doing all of the domestic work in that house while her sister was chasing prison dick. That's what I picked up on. That Bobby was doing a lot of the work and I'm glad Bobby stood up for herself and cussed that nigga out, told him if you, if you respect me, you wouldn't be running your mouth. I say, ooh. Mm. Energy. <laughs> and she's a recovering drug addict. And she talking about, I think I might have lost my sister. I don't want her to go back to the streets. First of all, ain't no motherfucker that just got out of prison and got no business laying up in no house full of fucking women. Mm. You don't know this man. He ain't got no business laying up around your kids or your motherfucking sister. I, that is a common theme with a lot of these. Uh, yes, they situations. prioritize men over their safety and their kids' safety and anybody around them safety. And I don't well, like that. Well, that I wouldn't go on there, but that is very true and valid. But also, y'all don't know these people. Don't know them. Like very few of these couples like be either around or know them for and i mean like know them for extensive like periods of time like it's it's very few and far between 
Exactly. Because usually the ones that have some kind of rapport, and I mean like genuine like rapport and like genuine connection and you know knowing and stuff, they actually kind of make it, and we don't see them anymore once they get out. Like they're going uh, to be like, like, the, like that white like that white woman and the one guy from in Las Vegas who yes. dad loaned them the money to get the engagement ring. I like them, yeah. but once they were they were happy and and took their time and they they kind of phased out. They had no. They provided no purpose for the show because they didn't have no drama. Right. Yeah. Also, speaking of, um, that older man that then married that woman, well, let me say, they might have, age-wise, I don't have a problem with their age. She's 40 and he's like 50-something. But to me, 40 <laughs> and 50-something is a lot different than 23 and, and, and 50. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but I still think him marrying her directly out of jail is predatory. I think Very if weird. you really if you really love somebody that's coming out of prison, out of prison, why not help them figure out a plan to get their life on track and stay out of prison other than tethering them to you and and holding things over their head? Right, because just because y'all get married, that don't mean that their problems go away. They still have to reacclimate to society. And marriage ain't gonna fix that. Like if you really love, yeah, friend, if you really love somebody that's getting out of prison, the first priority should be what steps can we take to keep you if you have an issue with sobriety, keep you sober, uh, help you find a job, go back to school, get into counseling. But y'all are unhealthy because healthy people are not fishing for love in prisons. If we being honest. So I guess I answered my own question. Um, <laughs> the girl with the girlfriend and the older white man who was having a meltdown about it. My girl got a girlfriend. She a blue light world. <laughs> Why are you so upset that she got a prison bitch? Mm. That girl ain't getting out of jail. They said for at least another four years. You is losing your whole goddamn shit about this woman. And I agree with her staying with her parents. I don't think she needs to be trying to play house with somebody and she's been in and out of jail her whole life. We said this and it, it bears repeating. A lot of these people who have been in and out of jail their whole lives are mentally children. They are not mentally prepared to get out of jail and, and be the spouse and the, and the partner that you need to need them to be. If they started guilt going in and out of jail at 15, 16, 17, they're probably still 15, 16, 17 mentally. Because the as we know, the prison system is not meant to reform. It's not meant to acclimate people, give them the tools and the resources they need to acclimate them into society to keep them out of jail. The prison system is meant to keep people coming coming back like a revolving door. Yes. I'm pretty sure that girl don't have no type of coping skills, no type of get up and go, no type of nothing. She needs to be with her parents where she could be nurtured by her parents. She do not need a nigga trying to be her daddy. Well, a cracker trying to be her daddy. Right. She don't need a cracker cake. A cracker cake. No, she do not. If we are to be completely real about the situation. 
So where's the where's the luck to y'all who keep doing that to these people? And I and it's for the men and the women. Cause we we call uh what's the bitch name? Chevelle. Chevelle. We call Chevelle about that with Quayline. Yeah. Shabak Chevy. Oh. <laughs> Lego man. <laughs> Lego my ego. <laughs> you done. Um and finally Mark Martel and this girl. This b- girl, first of all, why do you need $300 worth of cleaning products for a one bedroom apartment? <laughs> <laughs> Two, why are you trying to be with this man after he he then went and told his own goddamn cousin, you nasty? Mm. He basically asked his cousin to meet up with you and teach you how to keep a clean house and the house wasn't fucking nasty. The the first interaction that we've seen of you two motherfuckers, this motherfucker who don't pay bills in your house is like, damn, bitch, you don't clean? And why are you trying to work out with this man? It was flower dust on the stove. Yeah, yeah. Like, wh- huh? Your dirty panties wasn't on the floor. It was some crumbs on the stove, and he lost his shit. Told you to watch your tone talking to him, and why do you still want to be with this man? Then stumped out your house. Then came back with a dining room set that you don't know where it came from. Which he probably stole, cause you know he ain't got no damn money. Or a job. The nigga don't have no job. He don't have no income. He don't pay no bills in your house. That's my problem. Y'all is getting treated like shit by motherfuckers who cannot provide. That one nigga had everything to say about that girl twin sister while not having a job. Or trying to get one. Just very weird. If you don't... Girl, if you don't drop this nigga and go to a, a grown a sexy lounge and find you a man that's nice and got a big dick and go on about your damn business. In Atlanta of all places. Hello? <laughs> Girl, I never mind. <laughs> never mind. Say it. <laughs> I know several lounges where you can go find somebody. <laughs> where you ain't gotta be where you ain't gotta put up with that type of shit. Right, girl. If you... Well, that's it. That's it. Girl, if you don't hold on, girl, if you don't if you don't take that dick for a ride or drop him off at Fulton County and go about your goddamn. <laughs> that's enough. Bye, everybody. We finna get into a ratchet ramblings. I'm not finna fuck with Jeremy. <laughs> he is not finna play in my face today on Easter. <laughs> um, before we get into our shows. An interesting video surfaced, and it's Rory of Rory and Maul, formerly of the Joe Budden podcast, um, talking about how much of an abuser Trey Songz is, how much of a rapist he is, how awful he is. He knows firsthand. He knows women that Trey Song has abused and all this other stuff. And what I want to say is, y'all knew this about Trey Songz before now. Y'all are speaking up because he's no longer at the height of his career. Y'all have had opportunity after opportunity to say something and and y'all have kept hush every time a victim has come forward. Y'all have zipped y'all fucking lips. Y'all have continued to be in proximity to Trey songs. Y'all have continued to be into proximity of abusers. Okay, come on now, Rory. 
You have worked with Joe Budden for years. You worked with Joe Budden for years. You yeah. you was running. You was a you was a big a big figurehead for Duce Palooza with the rapey nigga from Duce Palooza, the Chris nigga. You have worked with Maul, who is you still work with Maul, who has it's screenshots of rape jokes floating all up and down social media. Yeah, I was about to damn say because I saw that video and my first thought was like, well, yeah, Trey Songz is an abuser. Also, you niggas also work with him and other abusers, so. You're always in proximity to abusers, Rory. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So I um I, speaking of speaking of which, speaking of which, speaking of which, thank you, friend. Great segue. Speaking of which, something relating to Trey Songs. Um, I saw somebody say this and blame it on my head, but not my heart. But that skit, quote unquote, that Drewski did. Um, somebody said it and that remember when Trey Songs was hanging around Meg yeah. and them younger girls, the behavior that Juski did in that skit is very much what Trey Songs was doing. And I remember a lot of you talking about they, these women grown. Do you I, can't mm, y'all can't mm, do you, they mm, grown? Tell it, tell it, friend. Women. Tell it. Tell y'all, it. Y'all, y'all grown women could do if they allowed to have agency or not. I remember. And I remember y'all being very weird about that because again, and I said this then, my friend said it, a lot of people with sense said it. The focus was not on the girls, the focus was on Trey Songs much older than them as being fucking creepy and y'all capes flew out i remember that i, remember. I mean they was they was flying high mm-hmm. i remember because literally nobody said nothing bad about meg and um what was the other one jordan it was meg and jordan literally nobody with sense said anything bad about meg and jordan the focus was on trey song's creepy ass doing that shit did exactly what drewski did in that skit also being significantly older than them and also having all these allegations on him. The focus was on him. And, and also we're talking about somebody who was mentored by R. Kelly. No, so he I knows exactly what lines to tow to be able to get away with that type of shit. Mm-hmm. Because anybody, and I mean this for my soul, anybody who worked with R. Kelly for a significant amount of time saw that man abuse women. And and boys, because I still have not forgotten the allegations coming in from boys at the time who were teenagers as well. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna forget them. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hold them up too. But anybody, everybody knew, everybody saw the steps and the the methodical uh, ways that R. Kelly moved to avoid legal trouble. So I absolutely believe that. Trey Songs has taken a, a page out of that book. Yep. The book of abuser. Mm-hmm. I, and and before we get into before we get into the shows, I just want to say, as a whole, I find Drewski to be funny, and he had a misstep. Somebody having a misstep and them being corrected on it is not canceling them. Nobody has canceled Drewski. Anybody, people who enjoy what he brings to social media said, hey, bro, we fuck with you. But this time, this one wasn't it. Right. That's not canceling. That's somebody pulling you and holding you accountable and, and helping you to be te- be teachable. 
rest in peace to Cliff. Too many of y'all do not have teachable spirits, and that's why y'all, when y'all do get a little bit of fame and notoriety, y'all fall very hard. Yes. You've got to have a teachable spirit. Everybody has a misstep here and there. And I'll be honest, I didn't I didn't see Drewski act like nobody was canceling him. He deleted it. He made a statement like he definitely wasn't trying to prop up that type of behavior. He was showing that this a lot of niggas move like that. But in that, why are y'all hanging around so many niggas that move like that? Yes. That was that was my thing. Nobody also, tried to cancel Drewski. And also, I think the also misstep was like not having somebody in the skit like correct that behavior. Yeah, because the skit would have been at 100 if somebody else would have been like, bro, you tripping. You got to yes. get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it felt like an incomplete skit. And that was the misstep on his part. Um, and that's why I the discourse around it was kind of weird because the skit itself, I saw it and I was like, okay, because I was waiting for like, okay, so where's the nigga that's going to correct this and check Yes, it, the know? skit itself wasn't problematic. As a matter of fact, it would have been a phenomenal skit to call attention to that behavior because I know a lot of you niggas don't want to admit it, but y'all have been in the presence of niggas who go out of their way to get women drunk for the sole purpose of trying to sleep with them. Literally that trace arms. That is, that is rape. That's a form of yeah. sexual assault. So that that's it felt like the incomplete skit to me. Um, and he definitely deserved to be called out and corrected about that. The rest of you niggas was weird though. Um like Candace said, being extra performing, carrying on, like, you know, comedy is dead. It's always people that are not comedians that's always saying that comedy is dead. Also, want to say some of the most sensitive motherfuckers on earth are comedians. Also, that I I need to get this off my chest. Like you can say what you want to say. You could joke about what you want to joke about. That don't mean people got to like it, and that don't mean people got to embrace it, and that don't mean people can't have an opinion about your about what you're saying and how you and what you're doing. So mm. I just always find it very ironic that comedians go on those tangents where everything's so politically correct, you can't say nothing. What you find funny, the next motherfucker don't have to giggle at. Right. And that has been that has been true since the since time, been time, been time, been time. The only difference is now we have the internet. That's literally the only goddamn difference. Literally. Literally, so, I need all of you comedy is dead people to go outside and touch some grass, please. And leave Thank us so alone. much. And leave us alone. Um, let's hop into the show. So, Black Ink Chicago, not Chicago. I'm re- ready for the Chicago. Black Ink New York. Yes. Um. Tati, you done lost your damn mind. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to be funny. I'm not opening no motherfucking shot with somebody who got federal charges pending. Mm -hmm. You're not going to even put me, you're not going to even put me on the feds radar. Because the first thing the feds are going to think if I open a shot with you is, are you smuggling drugs and money through this shop? Jen Shaw like this, folks. If you gotta, if you gotta make a move, then bust that move, baby. 
do what you got to do. But I, as see, I absolutely would not, could not, will not, won't not open no shot when it's with somebody who won because it, it's probably about to go to jail. Okay, Fed's got a ninety six percent conviction rate. You're going to jail. You're going to and jail. And two, jeopardize my businesses and put us on the radar for the Feds for absolutely no reason. It's a no ho. Um. <laughs> Are we losing recipes because Steve has been acting like a business owner this season? Instead of flying off at the handle with everybody, instead of telling people it's my way or the highway, Seas has been handling his employees in a way where there is compromise, there's open communication, and there's respect. He was upset feeling like Puma and Teddy were so focused on their own things that they were forgetting about the shop. And instead of firing them, cussing and fussing, he had a conversation with them and, and they and allowed them to have an opinion. And what did they tell him? We understand how you feel, but we want to assure you that we can focus on our own ventures and also focus on the best interests of the, of the Black Ink brand as well. And literally, situation done. Situation done. I don't know who has been in C's ear, who has been mentoring C's, but whoever you are, you're doing a phenomenal job because the way he's running the shops in this season so far, I'm with that. I even like the way he handled the situation with Alex. And I agree with him that, well, Alex, somebody said, you know, shout out to you, Alex, shout out to your growth or whatever. And I know you probably glad to have somebody like Caesar in your corner. And Alex kind of made a comment like, thank you for the first part, but you wilding for the second part. And yes, social media loves to misconstrue people's words. And you have to be very careful when you have a platform, how you say things and how he said it did come across like on some what you mean like C's ain't do shit for me you gotta be very careful with your words because motherfuckers will run with it as we saw with the whole rihanna asap rocky bullshit <laughs> Boy. people will be people will say some shit and then people will just run with it even though it's unfounded there's no receipts there's no fact check and I do, I, I like the way that C's handled it. It's, it's, instead of going in hot, disrespecting Alex, telling him like, bro, I don't know if you meant it, how it came across, but we got to be mindful of how we word things on social media because they love to run with shit. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like Alex is still in his feelings that they don't want Donna around. And if that's the case, you need to quit because Donna don't have no place in that fucking shop. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, nigga, like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you love your girl, whatever, for whatever goddamn reason, God knows, but that's your business, not mine. And I get that, but nigga, Donna's a fucking cancel, and she do not need to be in that shop. Honestly, she don't need to be around you because I'm still not convinced of that lie you told that you, that y'all just and had she a didn't spat. Your ass. Right, exactly. I'm still not convinced of that shit. But whatever you love that girl, whatever that's your business. But yeah, uh, Donna can't be Donna don't only be around people. So you can either leave that shop and stay with her, or you can, or you can break up with her and just go on about your life. But 
Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you being in your feelings about them not wanting Donna around, that's not a them problem. That's literally a Donna problem. And a you Donna's problem. a fucking you, head case. And it, and a you problem. If you mad, stay mad. Also that. Also that. So you know that's where I'm at with it. Um, I don't think too much more of anything happened. I mean, Young Bay no. got a boyfriend that used to work on the show or whatever. Um, but that's pretty no. much it. Yeah. Also, y'all love dating people that y'all work with, and mm. I will never fucking understand. D- hello. <laughs> okay. But maybe because I work with a bunch of old, uh, older, not my speed white people. But even when I did work around other black people, I still kept it professional. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm gonna pass on that. Let's get to Compton because I've been waiting. Mm-hmm. Compton. Why y'all didn't show this episode? Why wasn't this the first episode? Huh? Why this wasn't the first episode? Huh, Big Fish? Huh? Quickly. We want to know. Because you could have saved us so much fucking speculation and, and shit by airing this unseen footage. Which further explains why Barbie came and why Barbie commented um, on Instagram to us that there was a lot we didn't get, a, get to see. Mm-hmm. First things first, any smoke that Nessie and Tim have for, any smoke that Tim and KP have for Nessie is justified. Nessie, you did a lot. And for somebody that acts as mild and meek as you do, you got a mouth on you, honey. And the fact that all of the disrespect that you dished out to KP was because he wouldn't hire your boyfriend that's no longer your boyfriend, ma'am. And then to disrespect the apprentice who had just gotten out of jail and is trying to turn his life around while in his face, that was ugly. So y'all just going to keep hiring apprentices and you ain't going to hire nobody that could fucking tattoo in here? That wasn't necessary. You were somebody's apprentice at one point too. Somebody had to give you a fair shake too. And as and based on the previews, when you go to try to get a position in cat shop, she looked less than pleased at your skills. You are the only person, in my opinion, who deserves whatever disrespect KP gives you because you started it. But Tim and KP, y'all are fucking jealous of Lemire. And that's all this episode proved. Y'all talking, you talking to KP, you talking about you to Kobe or Compton or the tattoo. Who, <laughs> nigga, who? As Nessie said, you are you are Kyla Pratt, baby daddy. Right. You ain't nobody's fucking Kobe. Like, no. Like, no, no, I, I was about to say no disrespect, but honestly, all disrespect. All because, disrespect. Because, you know, as my friend, just like, in that one scenario, y'all right. But that does not excuse the rest of the fuck shit y'all be on. Because y'all still fuck new. Y'all right in that situation, but that one alone. And that's it. You, we literally only know you, KP, for two, because of two reasons. One, as a cameo on one of the other seasons of Black Ink and literally also for Kyla Pratt. That's it. We don't know shit about you otherwise. We're not know shit about you otherwise if not for that. No. And Tim, again, you are just a loud nigga with a bucket hat. Oh my God. 
Like at the very least, again, at the very least, at the very least, KP actually is an artist and actually tattoos. Tim, you literally don't do shit, but yell and wear oversized hat. And lie. And And lie. That's all you do. To be a victim. That's all you do, Tim. You're y'all are jealous of Lemire because y'all tried to flex on Lemire. And when he told y'all that he paid millions of dollars in taxes due to Happy Ice, then it became, we the reason you could sell a Happy Ice. We the reason niggas ain't run down on you. Y'all niggas is not the Compton mob. Y'all ain't taking food out of nobody fucking mouth. You needed your daddy to get them that shop open twice. You is not that nigga. Leave us alone. I'm tired of you faking and funking because if you had all that weight and all that power, you would have been stopped Lemire from eating in your fucking city. Y'all are crabs in a barrel. You don't run around telling motherfuckers what you got. Says the nigga who just told everybody he the Kobe. Y'all are weird. And I, I hope, Le, I'm glad Lemire getting away from y'all. Because y'all ain't show him an ounce of love. While uh, Y'all expect loyalty, but don't never got no support for nobody else shit. Mm. Literally got, um, literally got mad at, what's the girl name? Alana. Literally got mad at Alana for just showing them love. Talking about you, you fucking with the ops. Nigga, this ain't, this ain't called to do the modern warfare. Exactly. Y'all ain't at war. Exactly. It's not it that goddamn weird. deep. Ever. It is never that deep at all. So yeah, so, yeah. that oh, episode yeah. just showed me how jealous and jealous hearted y'all are. Mm-hmm. Lemire literally has done nothing to y'all to warrant the way that y'all have been treating him. Um, and I was glad to see that because I waited and waited and waited to see the shady shit y'all claim Lemire did, and it never came. Literally never. So again, like I'm uh, again at Big Fish, y'all, y'all on some trash for not showing this unaired footage until now. And in that one situation, KP and Tim, although it pains me to say it, are in the right because they were not the aggressors in that situation. However, in everything else, they still some fucking niggas. Absolutely. Because it's funny, right? Y'all showed the unaired footage proving them right in one situation, but literally showed everything else of why they still some fuck niggas. Why can't y'all do this all the time, Big Fish? Why? It makes for better TV. Absolutely. Absolutely. We about to wrap this up by discussing love and marriage. Huntsville. Speaking um, of fuck niggas. Huh. Um... Destiny, you 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 being a fuck nigga, Martel, <laughs> you being a fuck nigga, and my issue, I'm gonna go, go to Martel first. Um, my issue with you, Martel, is after you stabbed everybody in the back, now you think everybody's supposed to want to do business with you. I absolutely agree with Marcel and Tisha that they should not trust you, they should not do business with you, and that's just what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. They should not be doing business with you. I would never trust you to do business with again. And that's on my mama. Um, Destiny, you being weird. 
Like you're being super weird. You got on that reunion, said you had not spoke to Mel, had not heard from Mel, didn't know where y'all stood. And here comes Mel with receipts saying that she has reached out to you multiple times with you not even responding sometimes. Mm. Let me tell you something, friend, lover, parent, cousin, auntie, uncle, whoever, if I text you or hit you up multiple times and they go unanswered, I'm not going to keep texting you. That is letting me know that you don't want to be bothered with me. And I respect that. I'm not, but I'm not about to chase behind you to see how you doing. Mel hit you up multiple times. And when you wasn't ignoring her, you was giving dry ass answers talking about just chillaxing. <laughs> she tasting like a nigga. <laughs> she tasting like, and she messages like, uh, like them screenshots of uh, that women be posting on Twitter, like dudes with dry responses. That's how she texting. Yep. One word, one barely one word text. Yeah, it was mad dry. Um, I do still think that Mel is absolutely wrong for discussion Tisha with Tisha Cousin. I think Tisha Cousin need her ass whooped. Um, yeah. But I think in this situation, based on receipts that Melody pulled up and you didn't have none, Destiny, Melody hasn't done anything to you to warrant you going around telling people that she don't fuck with you. And then for you to say... This the part that really pissed me off, Destiny. You you tried to play dumb talking about I didn't know Tisha was her enemy or they didn't get along. Nigga, everybody know Tisha and Mel don't get the fuck along. Yeah, they know that they don't get along. We watched it on our TV screens. So we know you know. You we need to be honest you know. and stand up in the fact that you literally befriended that girl because you and Mel wasn't speaking to you. Or so you thought. Or you felt like Mel wasn't doing enough to be a friend to you. Mm -hmm. You knew her and that girl didn't have a good relationship. They was cordial at best. And then shit flew left at the reunion when Tisha kicked it back up. So you knew where the fuck Mel and Tisha stood. Why are you sitting on our TV screens playing dumb? And we said this friend before Mel confirmed it. She also distanced herself because... Destiny is is fully engaged in her friendship with Martel. In a situation like Mel and Martel's, at some point you have to pick a side. And if you don't want to pick a side, you have to be okay with one or the other person taking a step back from you. Yes, Martel is her enemy. That man shitted on her in every way fucking possible and publicly. They'll never be friends again. And rightfully so. Yeah, they barely can co-parent shit. And I'm sick of him trying to make her the bad guy. She didn't let my kids come. Did you tell them it wasn't your weekend? Did you tell them that Mel had a death in their family, in her family, and they went for the funeral? Like, I'm a, if you're going to tell it, tell it all, ass nigga. And, Mar and Martel don't do that. And I hate that. Stand up in your shit. If you're going to tell it, just tell it all. I agree with that. At the same time, though, I do. <sighs> okay. I don't want to be. In... It pains me to say this, but I don't want to be insensitive to Martel or Mel in this situation. 
But this whole thing to me feels like something that should not have been an issue, but it was an issue because Mel and Martell both needed something to talk about on the show. You think? I I do, friend, because I'm just sitting here like, I'm looking at it it's like, Martell, you can't be this damn dumb. And Mel, it's fuck that nigga, but how in the hell did y'all not get this? Like, how did this become a thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, like, what it, how did the communication break down where this didn't need to happen? Because for me, I feel like the, the storylines that they're going with, at least so far, are the shit with Marceau, the shit with um, Kimmy and Maurice, um, the shit with, uh, <laughs> I almost called that man Big Groove. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, what's the motherfucker? What's the motherfucker name? Yes, Big Lewis and, and Tiffany, and and um, yeah, like I feel like those are the main storylines, and Mel and Martell don't really have too too much going on. So I feel like this was one of those things where it's like it was a breakdown in communication, probably mostly on Martell, maybe a little bit on Mel, but they could have resolved it off camera, and it didn't need to come to us. Maybe yeah. I'm being a bit insensitive, but I just I'm just sitting here like y'all cannot be this goddamn dumb. All the time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so you know, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, you know, and Martel, I mean, mostly it is usually always Martel being 100 percent in the wrong and just being dramatic, but I'm just sitting here like y'all couldn't have resolved this off our damn TV screen. Like for real. They want to check. I know yeah. he do. Well, yeah, that, that is oil shit. He's begging Mel, to buy back into scope, so I know yeah. he broke. <laughs> right, and I mean, Mel is also the produ- one producer on on the show, so you know, heck yeah. Yeah, but you know, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Um. Speaking of that, though, speaking of that, so <laughs> how did you feel about uh? <laughs> Again, I'm crying. I almost called that man Big Groove. Um, how did you feel? How did you feel about a uh, big Big Lewis and Tiffany's little heart to heart about the conversation that him, Marisa, and uh, Marcel had? I don't know. I'm tired of them trying to. I'm tired of them trying to fit in that group. It's, yeah, yeah. Like it's obvious that they present is not really. They presence is not truly wanted or needed. So I just, I don't know, maybe for the check, but I need them to find something else to do. They're not interested. No, they're not. Neither neither one of them. They're not. And and he be trying to play too tough for me. Yes. Yes. Like, I'm sorry, Lewis, but your voice is not deep enough for me to believe you'll beat a nigga ass. I'm sorry. Hello. <laughs> I am sorry. <laughs> But like, it's not nigga, though. Your voice is not your voice is not deep enough for me to believe that you got hands for real. I'm sorry. As a nigga that sound like grits, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Dare me, please. Okay. What? Did I lie? No. <laughs> but come I'm on. just saying. It's Easter. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm looking forward to next week's episode. I do think we'll finally see a little bit of a uh, tension between Lewis and Tiffany. 
Um, oh, also, I didn't care about Destiny telling uh, telling us that she she went broke going through a divorce or whatever. Um, I'm just kind of tired of Destiny running around telling everybody Mel is the issue when we see that she lied. Oh, and Mel has some good points. When when they when Tisha basically said Mel don't know how to be a friend, uh, Destiny sat there closed mouth. Knowing that that woman had not only been a good friend, though you had though you held a whole divorce from her until it was final, but she she does check on you. She has checked in. You should have spoke up. If somebody's sitting there saying, "Oh, Jeremy don't know how to be a friend. He don't know how to do this." First thing I'm gonna say on my mouth is, "Jeremy has always been a phenomenal friend to me," and I don't care what nobody is talking about. Anytime I've I've been going through something, I've always been able to count on Jeremy. You set their clothes lipped. And part I do feel me, like that's foul. Part of me feels like I, I I guess this is just a theme for me, but I don't Destiny can't be this damn dumb. Part of me feels like she's doing it, part of this is for the check. Yep. Because she can't be this goddamn dumb. She can't. Yep. Either one, either two things. Either one, she doing it for the check, or her or Martell fucking, or both. But God, something, damn it. Something, something is not adding up. Like I, I feel like she absolutely is going out of her way to, uh, make Mel try to make Mel look bad. When baby, you don't have to do that because, as we have said, like with the Tisha and the cousin shit, like you ain't got to go out your way to make Mel look like a mean girl. She doing that all at home. Exactly. Because, <laughs> because, like we have said, like she can absolutely be right about Martell, but she's still a mean girl, <laughs> and she's which is which is one of our issues with her. Like you're gonna be a mean girl, stand up in the shit. Yeah. Like you ain't got to go out your way to make Mel not look like uh, a mean girl. She doing that all at home. For sure. It, it's just in the thing in the context of you and her, you the one that's looking like a bozo. Yeah, you you being a mean girl in this situation. And I feel like if Mel was gonna talk shit about anybody, it should have been Destiny. It's it's already noted that her and Tisha don't get along, they don't owe each other anything. But Destiny, you owe Mel better than that. And even if you wanted to, even if you was wanting to sing Mel's praises, why why would you do it to Tisha of all people? There is no reason for you to have any conversation pertaining to Mel with Tisha. And that's how I feel about it. Yep. Because Lord knows if the if the, we ain't even got to say if because the shoe has been on the upper foot. Lord knows you would have thrown all types of hell, Mel. Yep. Unintentional bars, but you get the point. Yeah, I agree. So we're gonna be back next week to see how Destiny try to paint Mel as the bully now to Martell. But again, don't understand why Mel don't want to have very much to do with you. Cause you mm. while you sitting up in Martell kitchen talking shit about her. Mm. Come to a on, nigga man. that she to a nigga that she clearly don't fuck with. Exactly. Rightfully so. Exactly. Well, that's it for us. Happy Easter. This will be uploading a little later. Y'all, y'all, Niecy Poo is having her first party. She's having an Easter egg hunt with some of her friends from school. So I'm going to edit this and upload it a little later, but you will be getting a treat on the Patreon and on our regular feed. 
please uh please show us some love please support us join our patreon literally five dollars a month and we ratchet reloaded is very very like we are consistent with it yes. you're gonna get an episode of ratchet reloaded if you don't get nothing else Yes. Um, your support helps keep the network going, keep the website running and everything else we need. Be able to make these little fire logos I'll be doing. Be able to hear us talking shit uh, in your ears during the week. So uh, flawless um, patreon.com slash flawless noises and you get a lot of other great content from um, the wrap up um, and it's just a, you get a lot honestly. So we're out. We'll see y'all back next week. Peace, niggas. We out.